0: What you know about it? It's the stew, baby. Got the knees and yeah, blisters.
1: Young Stew, love, baby. And the room a lot.
0: Hello, hello. You're listening to the stew. I'm Jason Stewart. Under Connor Paro. Say hello. Hello. We have one guest today, emerging restaurateur from <laughs> Los Angeles, uh, Jonah from Friedman. Say hello. Hello, hello. You've done a podcast before? You, did you? You just did I Snacky Tunes Oh, I did podcast? Snacky Tunes. Those yes, guys. those yeah. guys are great.
1: Yeah, they've been on a few times. Yeah, we're big fans. Yeah,
2: he was in recently.
1: It was fun. I could see. Yeah, that's definitely their brand. Yeah, Jewish deli on the Daily, east side. Yeah, those two. Not hard to picture.
0: Yeah, those guys have done this pod before, even though they're direct competition. Right, competing pods. Trash. Yeah, they're really (laughs) bad. They're trash. I mean, maybe people in New York like that shit, but not here. (laughs) Uh, And if you don't know, Friedman's, it's a restaurant. I guess you guys opened mid, late last year. We opened mid November. November? Okay. So, like seven months ago, I guess? Open in November in Silver Lake in like a... Well, that's debatable, right? Silver Lake Echo Park? <laughs> yeah. Or debatable that you guys have even opened. <laughs> debatable that we've opened. <laughs> We're still planning. It's, a, it's still, a, it's a living document. It's always changing. Exactly. Who knows? But you you have a business when the doors are open and you can yes. buy food from
2: you. Yes. Oh, no, debatable. So the Echo Park Silver Lake thing is the
0: debatable. Got it. Yeah, I guess it really is right on that cusp. Yeah. Which one do you want to be in? I usually say Silver Lake. Mm, smart. I feel silver. I
2: feel. But like you wish you were paying Lake. Echo Park rent. Uh. Well, we're paying like
0: middle How of. How much n- do you pay for rent a month?
1: Um, you don't have to answer that. I don't know. There's a lot of questions you don't have to answer. Well, that, was okay, that was a joke question. But well, you know,
0: you never know. Yeah. Maybe Jonah got a, fancies himself a negotiator. and He wants to right, brag exactly. about yeah. his
1: shrewd deals. He bought the art of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> read, it, read it twice. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah so so Thank silver
0: Lake echo park right on that cusp either way you know you the east side of l a yeah. in a hip we were called echo park by zone. by the l a
2: times and Jonathan gold oh mm-hmm. yeah
1: you're hot off a, a very oh, a yes. very yes, good yes, review yes. off jay gold right yeah, yeah so so the for you you've been
0: around i guess you know six seven months now and i've, I've been aware of you but never never visited and it's just one and it's like and i've it's right by where we live, and mm. but you, you you don't notice it from the street. You right. would never know it's there, really, unless you're really paying attention, because it's the classic L.A. in a strip mall restaurant like you know Petit Twa and and any Twa in the in Los Angeles does that shit, you know. Yes, Cato. For whatever reason, Cato yeah. Kato. Kato or Cato, yeah yeah John, yeah, Kato. Kato. He's, yeah he's done this pot as well, yeah. you know it's it's a thing to do, yeah, it's a smart thing to do and mm-hmm. and then I went maybe like a month ago or so, a little bit a little bit less, and then we went last night, had cool. some dindin in there yes, you did and i wasn't I was never skeptical about the restaurant. it just seemed like it'd be a good one, but I was just like, I don't know, I don't know why I never went, and then when I went, I was like, oh yes, I, I think part of it is the signage right I
2: believe it, and a little like in
0: a- part of it's what. Part of it I think
2: is signage. Like I think you have to go to Friedman's pretty intentionally.
1: Yes, you do. Right. Well, that whole I mean, if you wanna look at it like a micro level, it's it's a it's a drive past like quarter mile of that area. It's like exactly. you pass night market and you pass a few mm-hmm. things and then like there's nothing really. There's like donut farm. I mean, there's little, there's just like drive through things until you get to Alvarado, and then you get into or like where Mohawk Bend starts, and right. then there's some things going down the road on Sunset. Right. Um,
0: yeah, it's not on a it's, main it, main drag strip with a bunch of other restaurants and nightlife and things like that. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And you know, it's like the it look it looks so nice. It looks so classy to me. This is going to be a very very glaring review. He's a positive, be, glaringly he's be positive on that dog all, all for the next We're hour. Suck on the dog That's the whole time. Know. I'm just full disclosure. I'm, I'm giving here to the, the listeners, here to really just, <laughs> I'm I'm giving the listeners a warning. It was one of my more favorite meals I've had in more than a year. So, and I, I loved everything. But the the storefront is so perfect, but it it doesn't scream for attention in a in, in a block that you know you might think you need to. As opposed to like slowly building and letting Build like it. And build it and they will come. In hot pink. Yeah, like build it and they will come as opposed to like here's like a a clown sign with blinking lights that's you know, like right. it's a beautiful, nice storefront. Wood you you redid the front of the building. We did. Is yeah. that right? You yeah. like went and structurally redid the front so it yes. could look so nice. Yeah. Wood blinds, yep. nice clean gold font oh, yeah. out in front across the window and that's it. It's yeah.
0: it's in the running for my favorite restaurant bathroom in the tri state area. For sure. Amazing. Great great little shitter on that place.
1: Yeah, nice work on the shitter. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, don't so, even don't even eat there. Just go in and piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't buy anything. We have a few people who do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> and you know, you're you're right down at the bottom of the hill from a, a pretty wealthy neighborhood right. where people can just kind of zip down and pick up to go. Right. Up into their uh, beautiful palatial estates, oh, yeah. overlooking the reservoir. Absolutely. You're a reservoir boy yourself, aren't you?
2: I am. I don't have a palatial estate, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a reservoir you got boy.
0: You've got a little baby spot, but little, still, little pad, yeah. on, the top reservoir of, pad. on the top of you know, overlooking, I'm not exactly. going to give out your exact address. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so how would you describe the food? I mean, the simplest distilled version is yeah. it's a slightly elevated Jewish deli. Right. Yeah. And you probably have a different way to describe it, but I mean, I feel like that's that's like the log line It seems for everything that I read before going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we sort of teeter back and forth between a few things.
1: Jewish-ish has been right. It's has like been a like cross between a, a French bistro and a Jewish deli, right? Exactly. Somewhat? Yeah.
2: yeah. And or like Jewish. And inspired the best deli, aspects
1: yeah. of both, not right. dumbing down either. Actually, both making each other better. Right. Hopefully, and yeah. you're from Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Yeah, originally uh, of Jewish heritage. Of Jewish heritage, and let's let's start with the base of Jewish delis. I mean, they they change from New York to L.A. to they Miami do. to Toronto. Oh, There's yeah. differences. Yes, and do you feel like you can? Because I don't know the nuances. Probably enough. Um, do you feel like that there are some like Toronto specific things or some kind of Canadian Jewish? Things that you might not see elsewhere there, or is it more subtle than that? I think it's actually
2: more, more like uh, the old establishments of of LA than it is Toronto in terms of the sort of atmosphere. Sitting in
1: there, you yeah, can, I can see that after hearing you say that. Sure, mm-hmm. like Muso and it's got Frank a Muso's kind of? vibe yes. for sure yes. inside.
2: You know, Muso and Frank, Dantanas, mm-hmm. Lowrys, mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you have kind of new. All the goats, exactly, and then you have you know newer establishments like like Polo Bar or whatever in New York, who, yeah. who kind of try to mm-hmm. mimic that aesthetic and that feel, and you know the idea of like a, a place that's been there for fifty years or something
0: mm-hmm, like that. And, mm-hmm. You know these kind of immediate establishments. And you can do that in a very right way and in a very
1: forced, cheesy
0: right. way as well. Yes, absolutely.
1: Were there different? kind of variations or different, um, was this, did you come to this specific idea and look and feel for the place over, did you start with like Jewish deli food and then come to this idea or is it always in your mind been like this? Because how long have you lived in LA since you just named all the most iconic restaurants? It's like, if you're saying you want it to feel like old LA, you just named the only ones worth mentioning right. that are still open. Right. Well, I mean, I- how long have you been here? I've been here two two years. Yeah, now. that's quick. That's yeah. quick to know all the heavy hitters.
2: Well, it's, I think that that's Google, baby. also... Well, okay.
1: internet, I don't have the internet, so I don't know what that life's like.
2: Yeah, I mean, Google Google works. But
0: <laughs> um, I think like...
1: He has AOL email. Does he? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, nice. It still works good, too. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, and PlayStation stuff, you know. Sick.
1: Crash mm-hmm. <laughs> Bandicoot? Trash Bandicoot. <laughs> Rash and Clank Boys in the building. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so um
2: I think I think that that's honestly like my preferred sort of dining style. Like I look at those restaurants as being particularly successful iterations of like what a restaurant can be. Right. Um in terms of history, longevity, you know, again creating this thing that's just this. Establishment,
1: yeah, it's, um, it's a wildly lofty goal to come out swinging for that. Considering those places exist on the backs of fifty years, right? As opposed right. to inserting yourself and in. it's and and I think you succeed. I mean, but I'll, that's ambitious.
2: And that was that was kind of it from from the beginning. Okay, we, we I was sitting in I was actually sitting at Langer's with with my sister. Hell yeah. um, I had just moved. I was still living in her apartment while I was finding a space for myself, and we were at Langer's. And I remember looking around and just sort of thinking, like, what What if this was, what if it was, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I could have a cocktail and a sandwich and yeah. there was, like, good music playing and, you know, people around me who weren't, like, exclusively geriatric. right? <laughs> and, I mean, I love, you know... All for no. the geriatrics, but like it's no, just it's, that it's, it's it becomes like
0: pretty, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. You're exactly. not always in the mood for a geriatric scene. Right. And
2: so something like a little bit younger, a little bit more fun. And and then thinking about about the Deli and like what would that look like? And we immediately sort of came to the conclusion that well, the menu would have to change a little bit. The menu would have to kind of develop itself more for like the nighttime.
0: It needs more nasturtium.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then the concept and design kind of went like a light bulb, like hand in hand. And there was never, it was never, ever like white subway tile deli. Like That that was never a thought for a second. Yeah. Um, So right when we sort of said this is what we should do, a flood of ideas also came with
1: that. Yeah, because there's like a hunting lodge slash... Um, French bistro slash Jewish deli thing going on with a little mix of just question mark as well. It's kind of like how it all comes together. A little
0: bit of a Twin Peak whisper in there.
1: Yeah, maybe. for sure. <laughs> no, it's it's great. And it it's where I mean, I think from the decor to the food, we were talking about eating there last night, and I was saying to Jason, it's like, there's some really interesting adventurous dishes that don't go too far away from being classic but go far enough to feel new and again ambitious and but really enjoyable and at the same time there's never a moment and I've said this to you that you feel like, "Oh, I see what you were trying to do, mm-hmm. but it didn't come across mm-hmm. instead, it felt like everything you're trying to do succeeded wildly and could see it and also appreciate that it was reaching and i think that also extends to the entire you know build out and decor and energy inside as like it didn't fail while trying to do something very difficult nuanced and almost kind of like you can try to do it, and you won't know if it's going to work until it's done, because mm-hmm. it's it pulls from a lot of things, and it's really cool. That's, and that's
0: so hard to do. It's, it's
1: impossible like, to do until it's done and it succeeds. You know, or to me, it's. Like I will I will, four, eat, I
0: will. I will go to restaurants that are like. I'll eat this experimental item that I've never seen before and taste it and be like, it's not I don't love it, but I see what they're trying to do there. Yeah. And that's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing too, is that when people try intelligently and maybe it's not like the best thing or whatever, it doesn't you're just like, Okay, this is cool. It's like like trying when you go something to it still tastes good. And yeah. you're like, damn, this is fucking
0: wild shit, bro. It's not that good, but like I see what they're trying to do and like maybe one day it'll be perfect and you're like happy to be a part of the Narrative and the experimentation journey that you're going on, and supporting, pushing the culinary arts forward. But then, if you're like, I did all of that and I succeeded, and it tastes good, and it's correct and completed, that's that's a rare thing nowadays, especially in LA. And I,
1: you know, and I have this question for you too because um, I had read something about an eater before it opened that was opening, and yeah. I loved Jewish delis, and I was really excited. Um and last night there wasn't a single dish I didn't love and again one of my favorite meals in like years over a year what I, I mean really couldn't say enough good things Crazy. but I also heard a few mixed reviews yeah nothing oh, terrible yeah. nothing oh, yeah. like fuck that place but like yeah it was kind of this happened or like this came out actually this was we had some good things but that came out frozen like right. it was, or, or just different things mm-hmm. do you think that that was that true in the opening? Was that opening pains? Or, I mean... Because, look, if I hadn't heard any of those yeah. and reviewed it from what I ate last night, you'd hear what I was just saying. I think Incredible.
2: We, we got a lot of... Um, and I think we still continue to get a lot of people who come expecting a Jewish deli. Right. And then they they get on the, you know, they get on, on the Yelp machine <laughs> sure. and just kind of go at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whether that's like, you know, like, fuck these hipsters or... (laughs) My Bubby
1: makes it better. Right. Which is insane because, like, you know, your grandma's the only one who can make it like that, so don't, why would you? Okay, fine.
0: And your grandma doesn't make it better.
1: Yeah, she doesn't make it better, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, imagine, what are those Yelpers doing when they're like, all right, I checked out Cantor's today and... uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're like, the food was not good, believe it or not, you know? So that's,
2: that is a lot of what we've had. I, when we, I think we had, I don't know, what, is, what food one are you talking? Like, what reviews regarding food? It's more just like quality and consistency? Is that?
1: Well, there was, um, I think, I don't know which ones. Because I remember exactly we had some
2: growing pains service-wise. Right. Um, okay. Because we were trying to do this, and still are trying to do this, strange mix of providing great service and kind of like elevated hospitality but but not but not hospitality that's like overbearing we still want kind of yeah. a casual like neighborhood
1: feel to it um well a lot of, and a lot of your dishes are table shared table dishes right. like deli food right. you know like everything we ate last night i don't think there's a single thing that came out that would be something I would eat by myself, right. you know, like right. I, like within a group of people it 's like everything came out. there was an amazing chop liver that came out with like a quarter or a half loaf of torn hala. and it was just like it was perfect because it was fun, it was enjoyable to eat, but it 's just obviously presented like here 's a chop liver, here 's the bread, start tearing, start mm-hmm. talking, keep drinking, sure. have fun yeah mm-hmm. so that kind trying to do great service around. Plating and dishes that don't have the normal schedule. Right, as I mean, there's no plate and it's left, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's again, that's hard right. to do. Right, and so that, that was like a that was a tricky balance to figure
2: out, and and also to deliver that service within a range because we knew like you brand yourself deli, and then then people come along and suddenly you're like upscale deli. You start to get people from you know Beverly Hills coming. In. Right. There's a different expectation there, for of sure. What that service, what service looks like to
0: that guest, yeah, and what that parking lot looks like, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, no valet, no valet, it. yeah. Uh, also, on your menu, um, I noticed that a lot of the items are just listed: chopped liver, that's it; hot dog, that's it. Whatever it is, but then when uh and you know that's what you that's what you expect to see on a menu, and you know what those things are, but then when they arrive, there's all these elements to the dish that weren't listed, and if you ask some ask you about it, then you'll tell a story like, "Oh, that has this and this and this and this, and we smoke that on top of this and you and you're like damn bro that's that's very impressive, but also to have that restraint to not list all of those things because then you kind of come off a little I don't know, pretentious. Maybe or... a little pretentious, but that's always a thing that I I've struggled with is like what's the best way to describe things on a menu right. because yeah. you can be like the I think the worst is when it's like it just says like salmon and then underneath it it's like smoke way Separated by periods, right, just like random like smoke periods yeah. nasturtium period, pain pan. ash and whey, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Or right. then or then you're like we smoke the salmon and over cedar planks and blah 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 with Himalayan pink sea salt and then that's a little too much and then when it's just like boom, right. salmon. And then you trust the restaurant, you trust the chef, how it's gonna be presented, what it's gonna come with, and then it could be a surprise. But I, I still don't know what the best way to do it is. I, no, I think that's a, I think it's a good point. I
2: think the the first way you mentioned, with you know, sort of the like salmon and then just a bunch of you mm-hmm. know, like descriptors below or mm-hmm. words. Um, that is, yeah, it's not quite giving enough. And I think that you look at a menu like that and you just have no idea how this dish is going <laughs> to taste. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, you know, you have the, the inverse of that, which is too much information, which is kind of a buzzkill because there's no, there's no surprise at the table. Mm-hmm. And there's no real excitement. And it ends up being, you know, I'm ordering this because I know exactly how this is going to taste. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for in this moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's and a you're kind not of, leaving yourself open for new right, discovery. Perhaps. Right. And there's sort of a lack of trust
2: then between, you know, mm-hmm. the guest and and the, the restaurant and the and kitchen. And
0: then that also opens yourself up for substitutions, right. which you don't want to have.
1: Right. <laughs> but there's... but it. So I always err on the side of not... Just trusting the establishment to serve something great. Like, right. I'd rather see less than more. But, and everybody's got a different opinion. But to me, it's like, if I'm going somewhere to eat and I'm going to spend money... Usually, it's off a recommendation or reading review and being like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm here, so I'll eat whatever that you know, whatever looks good, whatever they have, and trust that you know it's good." Mm -hmm. But again, this goes back to how complicated or at least how involved the concept is. Because look, is there any diner, any patron that probably has more is more difficult to please than somebody going to a Jewish deli? No. Like how they like <laughs> no, yeah. how they like everything right. is so specific and so polarizing, and fist fights that start over who's got better pastrami on which coast, and like, and then to also be like, trust us, even though we're doing a cuisine that might be like the most personal that you can name of anything, right? And also know? a
0: restaurant with containers' customers, right. and also a restaurant type with. Some of the toughest profit margins for right. the food type you're selling. Absolutely, yeah. If we've all seen the documentary Deli Man, we yeah. Know, yeah, we know yeah. what a, how tough that is. Thank God you're able to sell martinis, right? To yeah, make, to make call, that, take uh, the edge
1: off once they find out you're out of tongue like last yeah, night. Exactly. For listeners
0: at home, Jonah gave me a a very earnest smile after I said that. It was good. <laughs> no, but it, it was a, his
1: eye twinkled. Like I a, had like this, a martini. I have this down here too. Is that I also feel like one of the most under. Or less understood things about the cuisine, as well as how expensive it is from a food cost standpoint. It's crazy. It's like all when proteins. You're, when you're serving brisket, when you're using whole muscle, when you're making pastrami, when you're you've got mutton on the menu, a lot of different smoked fishes. I mean, the, you're literally choosing the highest food costs with the quickest spoilage Mm -hmm. and also the longest lead time and preparation. You said the tongue brines for thirty days. I believe so. Or close to I mean whether it's that or you know twenty five. Still, I mean like that I've never done anything for thirty days. That is an insanely difficult operation. I mean as you know. I'm just saying. But and that's gotta be hard. Yeah and I mean just in terms, so you—I mean—you have
2: like the, you have the lead times, you have the raw ingredients, but then it's also so prep-heavy. Yeah, and a lot of the—I feel like the let ma- it out, baby, let it out. The majority. Yeah, let it no, out. This <laughs> is a safe place, Jonas.
1: Safe place, baby. No
2: this. one's listening. Vent it out. I think that I think that the majority of of like where you know where the investment made is actually like prior to the guests getting in the dining room, and I think that. You know, as we're plating things, like a lot of the things have been brined or smoked or cured already. And they're kind of sitting there waiting to go. <laughs>
1: but you're, And you're also, you know, it's hard to get someone to understand the raw food costs. Yes. And it's also hard for people to have some kind of like, some temperament in how they look at something that's so individual when you're using whole muscle and you're using whole fish and the ingredients you're using... The the consistency is impossible to me. Um, the consistency can be like 90% right. or 95%. Right. But the consistency when you're using whole animals and pieces like that, even when you're doing the exact same preparation day in, day out, there's going to be leaner cuts. There's going to be fattier cuts from the same cut. There's going to be tongues going to be different. Everything's going to be slightly different. And that's, I mean, that's a really difficult thing. To get a customer understand too, mm-hmm. um, well, you're never. dealing with like with biology, right? Yeah, exactly. Nature, it's, yeah. you know, it's not
2: it. It's never it's never the same twice, and like, yeah. it, it it won't be exactly, yeah. And so there is there's definitely um, there has to be some sort of room for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking out loud. It's not even a question. It's yeah. just talking out loud of, like, expectations are right. difficult when people right. don't take that into consideration or haven't worked in it or don't kind of really think about it or if they're just, like, going and, you know, it's like, you know, give me a little bit of leeway. And, you know, I, and also, like, I guess
0: when you go to, you know, you go to a nice seafood restaurant and, you know, the crab is market price... If you wrote, the tongue right. is market price, right. you get eaten alive right. by yeah. the deli community. You, yeah. you, you're just like, this costs $8, and I can't say that it's 11 today because of whatever reason. You just have to eat that cost, pun intended. Yeah, We were, we were talking about
2: that when we started doing the <laughs> menu of, of making some things uh, market, price? market price, especially yeah. because when you're using proteins like... You know, at, at the kind of rate that we are, there is a crazy fluctuation. You know, we're
0: yeah. I mean, like you know, the whole fish is always market price, right? And you're buying white fish, you're buying yeah. salmon, you're buying all this shit, and you're carrying caviar, you and smoking it, and caviar. all that stuff. Yeah. Why isn't it different? Right. This we just
2: actually a- had a, our caviar supplier is now is now out, so we have to figure out a new caviar.
1: You got to find a new shady Russian oligarch to buy from. Damn. I guess so.
0: What are we gonna do?
2: We actually we used American paddlefish caviar, and it was this. Awesome, like government-sponsored project in Iowa. Oh,
1: Um,
2: yeah, and we—that's why our baller bagel can be like twenty-four dollars for that much caviar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that might end up having to change because they are now out of caviar, so we have to figure out some sort of. Same thing happened with
0: that. uh the the, uh, Grand Central Oyster Uh in New York they had a caviar sandwich and it was it was on the menu for like it was under 20 bucks right and then one day it was not on the menu anymore and they're like why is it gone and they're like we would have to charge 50 yeah same thing like the place we got we're getting our great deal on caviar is no longer making that great deal on caviar so he's in
1: jail for stealing caviar (laughs) so
0: it's either 50 bucks for uh, two pieces of white bread right Creme fraiche and caviar, or we just it's, take not, it it's not, it's not, yeah. it's off the menu. Yeah. You know, enjoy it while you can, I guess. Exactly. I, we can, you can also, but you can look at the picture of the baller bagel on Instagram for free, right? You can. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the, uh, about the whole Jonathan Gold experience. I think that's something, sure. as our LA listeners, you know, everyone considers him to be the God. Yeah. What oh, it yeah. feels like to be, uh, you know, Taken, taken, uh, taken to the to the lane by, by Jay Gold. What was it like? Always like to post
1: up on Jay Gold. You you.
0: I assume you were in in the house on the floor while he arrived to do some dining on more than one occasion.
2: I was. I, I was what's the, the energy
0: in the room like? Are the other customers aware of what's happening? They were definitely aware. <laughs> yes. Um, the first day he came in. It was a.
1: It was you a get sat- the fuck out of here, Gold. <laughs> we don't want your kind. Not today, Gold. I got two guys that called out. Just please. Yeah, you just gotta start nagging him right off the bat. Make him feel unwelcome. Mm-hmm. He's not used to that. Exactly. What are you
2: doing here? Well, yeah. I, I, I sort of feel like I might have done that, okay. and then, and then figured out a way to rebound for a moment. Okay, we're listening. It was a, uh, it was a crazy Saturday night. We had a, uh, a party. And if you know the size of Friedman's, a party for, it was, I believe, like 16 people.
1: Yeah, that's more, is that half? It's is that more? That's like, half, that's the whole dining side we were the, on.
2: Almost the entire, yeah, it's, it's the dining side you were on. So the entire restaurant, and then it was a Saturday night, and so we had uh, a wait of, you know, it was like probably a 45 minute wait at the moment. And we were just waiting for that table to, to get up. Actually, it was, the, it was the birthday of the regular that I was talking about before. Mm. And, um, so it was a very special birthday to, for a very special person for a very special person and
0: um and you would love nothing more than for them to get the fuck out, so Jonathan Gold could sit down No, absolutely not but, <laughs> but, I would have
2: but he comes in and uh i you know i I just I shut down for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of just said, "Oh, oh no!" Is it the
1: first time or the second time this you f- cried in the restaurant? This is the second time you I cried, cried in the in restaurant. The rest- yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> How would you know it was him? Just kidding. <laughs> so uh,
2: I believe I, I believe I said, you know, I made some sort of comment like, "Oh, oh no!" Like you're you're here. <laughs> um, it'll. I think it'll be uh, it'll be about forty five minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i I did not love the look he gave to me. Oh, God. <laughs> so he oh, we, we got him we got him a table we we ended up um
0: <laughs>
2: it, it was fine it was all fine mm-hmm. and and guests were very very understanding sure. and, um,
0: oh wow yeah yeah yeah,
2: and it was great and my uh our g m michael actually the one with the with the tattoos that you were mentioning before mm-hmm. um he ended up he took uh Jonathan Gold's table mm-hmm. and ended up like, I think that, I think that uh, they sort of like felt comfortable with him. He was wearing a t-shirt. I forget who it was. <laughs> um, some like hardcore band from the nineties. And okay. uh, Jonathan Gold used to be uh, a music writer, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So they Before ended up. a food
2: critic. Exactly. So they ended up kind of bonding about that,
0: oh. kind of,
2: you know, sort of, quickly.
0: Worked out well for him to get that table. Right. And I think
2: I um, send the kid out in the grill
1: biscuit shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's gold electric. Yeah, gold. A, a, like right. Oh
0: yeah, I love grill biscuits, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so so and then and then Michael um just was was great and you know,
0: mm-hmm. incredibly
2: attentive but not not overbearing. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he has he has a very good energy and I think that um that was like that was nice for mm-hmm. for him to you know he he really he treated Jonathan Gold like just like everyone else mm-hmm. um and that that was that sort of set things up i think going forward because you know every time every time he came back michael was also there as well mm. um and so there was always like a familiar face
0: they developed a little rapport and then yeah. would he just so. kind of slowly every time he came back he would order new things on the menu or would he Yeah, he... um, It repeats?
2: He came in for... So he came in for dinner, and then the next time he came in... When was that? It was brunch, and then there was another dinner for the brisket, and then there was a final brunch. So it was...
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he likes to go multiple times, many a time. So it's four four times. And then
0: after the review came out, yes, how did that affect Friedmans?
2: Brunch really um, kind of ended up ended up being more of a, a thing than we I think than we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, partly because people in LA
0: love brunch. Yeah, true. But Us I, I basic think motherfuckers love a brunch. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Both and so are, yeah. so the place that you envisioned a nice place to get a Reuben and a martini at ten thirty at night has right. now become a goddamn brunch spot has now become a brunch spot yes <laughs> with
2: um with a lot of children <laughs> and uh no it's great mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 hard we can't accommodate um we don't have any like high chairs in the restaurant right. um, mainly because we also just can't store high chairs like we have no room right. um, anywhere for them <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of phone books going out. <laughs> we end up, exactly. Well, we end up kind of, you know, we ask that when people make reservations and they, they do have, you know, uh, children that, that, that would need a high chair. we end up putting them on the, the banquette because that's, that's kind of easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so now we're, 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 it's 10.30 in the morning,
0: Saturday and Sunday, and that's, that's the time. Great problems to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I and, so. and, and I like that your brunch menu is not an afterthought. No. At and all. there's no
2: Reuben or matzo ball soup. I took it <sighs> off. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's wild.
0: <laughs> Cuz I went in for lunch and then I went in for dinner and then I saw the brunch menu and you know, there was hardly any real crossover going on. They're all, you know, this tiny restaurant has kind of three separate menus mm-hmm. and you're doing it all the time and that, that's very impressive. Thank you. But like the uh Yeah, I just wanted to go through some of those food items that we can talk
1: about. Whitefish cigars. I I think, one, and this is a personal thing, because um, one, I'll try anything twice. That's something I learned. Not once, but I'll try anything twice. What about for food? That's what I... God damn it. (laughs) So, um, like, I've definitely found that I probably... uni is better used on somebody else. Uh Like, my Taste of the Sea kind of seafood palate is fairly mild right like i'm fine with organ meats and kind of like off cuts but when it comes to like really intense like monkfish liver maybe somebody else will enjoy the delicacy it's lost on me right and i've had kind of smoked fish that i've loved and smoked fish that was too intense for me and caviar that i've liked and caviar that i didn't like and um, and i'm always gonna try a little bit and see if i like it and then you know let other people enjoy it that probably are enjoying it more that might like it more but we had a dish that was kind of a a stuffed fritter. I don't know how you would describe it. it's, it's like a lumpia. Like it's, it's like a bread. No, 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 not the whitefish cigar. Oh, but the it's kind of like a puff, a bread puff with maybe a little oh, apple the pop, in it. Oh, the popovers. Popovers, yeah, but the they're trot so row, tiny. They're you know, like the size of a gumball almost. Right. Yeah, and it came with a really nice row um, on creme fraiche, and we were both talking, and Jason likes seafood stuff more than me. But even he, both of us are like salmon roe, nigiri. No, like right. no, we're gonna. Yeah, the, that's big, a the, hard bigger, pass. the bigger, the
0: fish, the bigger fish eggs can often be pretty, yeah, gnarly. For and sure. what
1: we saw were bright orange, yeah, big roe, yeah. And we're both were like, well, let's we'll see what. You know, let's take it for a ride. We both absolutely loved it. It oh, was okay. so mild, but the texture was insane. It's like the texture that. That really draw people to row and caviar. That mm-hmm. like really huge pop mm-hmm. in the mix of like a popover and some creme fraiche mm-hmm. and soft stuff, mm-hmm. and that might have been my favorite dish just because I was surprised how much I liked it. Right. On top of completely right. loving it, and also thinking about what great drinking food it was. And yeah. again, I described the plate earlier. The um, the chop liver. The chop liver comes with a nice huge piece to tear of hala. This was, again, like, you know, 10 fritters or a little bit and then a sm- some spoons and a small jar. And it's just meant... It's just, like, it's such a great lineage of, like, cream barbecue or or dim sum. Just really conversational, slow eating, enjoyable. It can sit for 15 minutes and it still is good. And it's just my favorite way to eat. And that, again, like, that dish was great. We had... Um, we didn't order it, so I can't remember. But the salmon, the smoked salmon. With the pan? With the waffle. With the waffle. With the pale waffle. I mean, all the all the fish stuff was really flavorful, but also, to me, really kind of, like, approachable as far as, you know, it's not... Yeah, let's talk about that
0: waffle. Because the waffle, the waffle looks like a waffle, but it's a key, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it's just made, you just... How how do you make this exactly? We it's a waffle um, made out of
2: potatoes. Yeah, we bake off the potatoes and then we we shred them. So just like like a lot like, of in a, it
0: like be. a like a food mill, food mill. Or how yeah. Do you sh- yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, okay, like yeah. a ricer or a food yeah. mill. Yeah. Okay,
2: and then they are they end up being um, sort of compressed and put in a waffle iron, mm-hmm. and then they are cooked. Just until, sort of just until done, like until they can maintain their shape. Mm-hmm. And then they're frozen. And at that point, mm. we take them out and then we fry them from,
0: from there. Deep fry? Yeah. Mm. Into the deep fryer. Mm-hmm. Because when it, when it goes in frozen, it, it holds its shape. Yeah. And also you get
2: this really like kind of creamy inside and this super, mm-hmm. super crispy... Outside, mm-hmm.
0: right. As it
1: freezes, the waters, the waters breaking down the cell walls because it's turning into. Mm-hmm. Well, your outside sharp goes shapes, first, right? yeah. Like
0: how Jack yeah. in a Box does their tacos. No, right. You freeze them up. No, nope. nope. outside's crunchy. Nope. inside soft. Not at all like that. Or a taco exactly. dorado, I guess. No. Nope. Same exact method. Nope. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and but but it's listed on the menu as just like. How's that listed? Uh, potato
2: laka cured sea trout.
0: Right. Creme and then fraiche. it comes out and your potato laka, yeah. nobody nobody says that it looks like a goddamn Belgian waffle. Right. And then you're like, "What is this? I didn't order it." Then you <laughs> break into it and you're like, "Oh my god, it's a fucking lot. And it's also like maybe the best lotka yeah, I've it, ever had at great. the same time. It's such a fun dish. And there's like, you know, crème fraîche with some chives, but you don't it's not on the plate. It's hidden it's underneath, underneath the yeah. salmon and then you're like, "Oh, there's another great wonderful surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and those little things get you real excited about it. And then yeah. once you get two of those in a row, then you just lay back and you're like, all right, I trust these guys. And now you get excited about those surprise yeah. surprise things. Maybe, um, maybe like a pastrami Crunchwrap Supreme, perhaps. Oh, yes. And <laughs> I want to talk about that because that's oh, yeah. an item that I've... I've been twice and I haven't seen it on the menu, but mm-hmm. I know that it exists in your life. It exists. And I want to know how to get it, A, and B, what it is for our listeners at home. It's a, so the pastrami crunch wrap supreme
2: is, <laughs> it's, I mean, I guess it's sort of a little bit self explanatory in terms of, you know, if you know Taco Bell. Right.
1: <clears throat> If you smoke weed, you know if what you it is. If you smoke
0: weed, you know what our pastrami yeah, wrap wrap supreme supreme, is. yeah, Crunchwrap Supreme. I guess it's like a like a round kind of tostada shell. Tostada, exactly with meats and beans and cheeses and sour creams or whatever. S- sour cream, queso,
2: lettuce, pastrami. We do. Yeah, and then all in a
1: flour
0: tortilla. And then a big burrito-sized flour tortilla is folded over it, kind of like in a, a circular,
1: semi-circular shape, exactly, like a galette, perhaps. And then that's grilled. And then it's on the on the griddle. It goes on the griddle, so yeah. the, the the flour yeah. the outside seems, is crispy. Gets tipped. nice and crispy. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. So
0: you guys, so the inside of it is pastrami that you guys make. Yep. Sour cream. Yep. No creme fraiche. No. Okay. Yeah. And what else? Queso. Lettuce. Queso. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and a tostada. So like, you guys are like, yeah, we're a Jewish deli, and we're also just going to make Taco ke- Bell queso. Just like fresh queso, I'm sure that is also it's not fresh queso, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, hey, okay. Hey, okay. Somebody else does it better. The buck's gotta stop somewhere. Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's
2: it's our um we use that as our as a, a late night item. So mm-hmm. Thursdays um with Unfortunately, without any regularity at the moment, we have we have a late night and we play music. Um, sometimes we have some NTS DJs who come in and um, they go until we go until about two a.m. Bar stays open. You
0: guys have a DJ booth there?
2: No, 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 no. They no. bring stuff in, or is it yeah, just, like just playing
0: off the off, uh, iPhone.
2: No, they just play. Uh, they just like play records. Oh,
0: yeah. okay, cool. Yeah.
2: So we just bring in a record player.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, and then. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like a like a fun like a casual night place where people can kind of hang Drinking out and in.
0: music and crunch wraps. Get a little wasted and exactly some crunchies. Yeah. Damn. Okay, let's talk about this big, dog. big one, dog. The one thing that another thing that Andre and I were talking about while eating there is like we love restaurants that have the ability to if you don't have very much money you can enjoy yes, items. Yeah. And if you want to get yeah. spendy you can. Yeah. You know, just you know, you can go to a sushi place and get a couple little pieces that are excellent, or you can get some very high level shit as well. And this and Friedman's is a perfect example of that. Yep. You can get you know the Rubens and the pastrami's and the things that cost a lot of money, caviars, and you guys have a very well thought out hot dog. That's what is it? Six bucks? Five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Five bucks. Yeah.
1: Great price. I mean, cheaper price. than Pink's. Yeah, and not even worth discussing the two together. Yeah, what's a, so? What goes on it's this? What goes on this big user.
0: dog? First of all, the dog, you know, it's got a couple inches of dog hanging off yep. either end of the bun.
1: No hog, no hog. We're, right, yeah. we're talking kosher beef or beef. It's beef, not kosher beef. Okay, beef. Yeah, got it. Yeah, And, and kosher tastes
0: better
2: in a natural casing, so it has the snap to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we use right now. We use hoffy. I think we'll continue to use Hoffie. Mm-hmm. They're the original, original Snapdog.
0: Mm-hmm. And, the good people um, down at Hoffie. Yeah. And how do you cook that dog?
2: We have a, a hot dog uh, sort of rotisserie machine. Like, like a, a little, carnival like machine. Like a
0: little carousel. Yes. That you can see at the did movie theater.
2: It? I did see it. You did see it. Mm-hmm. And that we have going. That's actually the one item that is on every single menu available at all, all times of the yeah. day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is good because yeah. you know, if you if you are dining on a dime, yeah. you get to have this, like I said, very well thought out yeah. item for five bucks. So what goes on top of this dog?
2: Housemade B and B pickles, mm-hmm. onions, hatched chili cream cheese, our everything spice, which we call everything spice for a cockay because it's mm-hmm. like a traditional Jewish Jewish everything spice but then we also add nori to
1: it. Mm-hmm. It looked so when before and the we bit into this is also smoked, it's yeah, smoked. yes. This is in not in a way that is very is great but also very distinct. Like when I bit into it, I had to ask what was so smoky because I couldn't figure it out. Right. Um, where I was like and you're looking you're looking at the the cut you know, like you're looking at the hot dog after you bit into it, and you're looking at the layers, and you're like, I don't see where the smoke is. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's impressive, but when before I ate it, I looked. At it, I was like, this looks like furikake on top. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. funny that you say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's a great hot dog. And um, the
0: the chocolate phosphate. Chocolate phosphate. Which I guess is uh, you know an old egg cream style. Soda fountain drink from the 50s
1: and 60s. Yeah. And continues. It's served in a normal Sunday cup. Right. Tall, you know, tapers at the bottom. But along with the line of, like, presentation of, like, here's, here's the top layer. And as you start di- you're putting your spoon into things, it's just there's more and more. Mm-hmm. There must have been, like, seven layers and textures <laughs> by the time you get to the very bottom. Like it's insane. Like yeah, the very the, new, just the like, literal bottom drink, of it, and you're yes. like,
0: okay, cool. And then you watch the guy make it, and he's pulling out all you're these w, all these WD fifty. There's an aquarium pump involved. Molecular gastronomy things, you know. He's 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 pulling out the nitrous tank and shaking it and <laughs> filling yeah. it up with the, uh, with the with the with the nitrous bottle, and you're like, okay, this is weird. I and then there's was like a hot brownie cookie Hot in there? Hot brownie, yeah. There's a brownie in there, and then it's like, is that just whipped cream? That's a
2: butterscotch whipped cream.
0: Okay, so a butterscotch whipped cream yep.
2: goes in, and then... And then there's a, an Oreo, like our version of just an Oreo cookie. That one isn't heated. Mm-hmm. And then on the top Oreo, of that, Oreo cookie floater on top. Exactly, and then there's chocolate fudge on mm-hmm. top of that. And then on top of the chocolate fudge, we put the warm chocolate brownie.
0: <laughs>
2: and then on top of that go the, the chocolate bubbles.
0: And the chocolate bubbles means you, you have the fudge, the, the hot fudge. Aerate, we aerate is, the fudge, yeah. That is then mixed with yeah. a little, uh, it, it's, it's treated in a way that it'll receive these bubbles right. from your air, from right. your air tube, right. <laughs> that you create these perfect little <laughs> bubbles. That sit on top of it right. for a fun look and mouthfeel. Right. Well, it has, to, it has to look like a phosphate. Yeah. And normally before you would have just like that weird machine with the seltzer right. and everything like that. And, and that's just, uh, you know, the, the chocolate drink on the dessert menu. And, right. and of course, there's all these insane steps that go into it that you don't explain unless somebody asks and then you're happy to. Right. And then you're like, son of a bitch.
1: Well, I was thinking it, from that moment in Pulp Fiction when Uma Thurman and John Travolta are at the diner and she orders the expensive milkshake. And I think it was like, it was, at the time, 1994, it was like the $5 milkshake, right. which is supposed to be expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. And yours, I think, is nine on the menu, right? Which yeah. is not yeah. that, which is, yeah, yeah. which is dessert price. Yeah. But All of our desserts are, are nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Except for the black and white. But it was like, we'll get into that black and white. It's like, you know, it was like, nine dollars milkshake. Pretty good fucking milkshake, <laughs> you know. Like it's, it's, it tastes like a more even more than that, you know. Like it's a it's it's a great milk. Oh, well, it's a phosphate, but yeah, yeah it's just like but no, I like, it's, it's pretty it's, fucking I good. I
2: like that you can call it a milkshake because there's no like there's no ice cream or anything sure. like that in it, but yeah, it still sort of registers, and that's that's what it's there for. Yeah. So
0: when you hear all the elements that go into it, all the different methods and techniques that go into it, and then you're like, okay, nine bucks, and then you go to another restaurant, and it's like we made a we made a, a butterscotch budino for eleven, and we just mix some shit up and put it in a glass, and put that in the fridge, and we serve it with a spoon. And yeah. you're like, it's so good. And you're like, bitch, this took you eight minutes. Yeah, but when you hear what you just did, it just it makes you want to support it. And you're like, this this is. You could be charging more for this when mm-hmm. you know when you really look into all the elements. If or you are it. talking about a certain budino, though, it I, is
2: delicious. It's so good. We're
0: talking about mozza, baby. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it <laughs> is very good. But I mean, of course, it is delicious. Yeah. But you know, yeah. oh, if you yeah. work in the yeah. restaurant yeah. Uh-huh. industry, some can you, you know uh, the guy who plucks the cilantro leaves at three o'clock, he makes a big old thing of it, spoons it into these glass right. jars in, on a sheet tray, and puts it in the fridge, right, and then of whipped cream and a, and a spoon, and here you go. <laughs> Can you
1: get that phosphate spiked? No. Ooh. So Would the alcohol change the texture? That's
2: or? So the alcohol and the ISI canister mm-hmm. don't love each other. Got it. Especially when, when cream is unincorporated. Because we, we were working on an alcoholic egg cream for a long time. Yeah. And I went to... We were trying to figure out how we were going to do it because everything kept separating the alcohol and the cream. And Mm -hmm. and, oh, and then we were using, we wanted to use like super traditional, like Nestle, like strawberry syrup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, And then I went to Walker Inn and I saw them making a like Ramos gin fizz. Mm -hmm. And they were doing everything in an ISI. And so I went back to Friedman's like that night (laughs) to try. This, the egg to cream. get an
1: axe to then smash the door, <laughs> right, and get exactly. into the. I went back to my restaurant to get a weapon, and then drove back to, and then yeah, exactly.
2: And because I I, I really wanted to try this this the I the ISI right. the, the yeah know,
1: it's egg the dream cream, egg it's
2: cream ISI which I thought would would work perfectly and you get this like beautiful alcoholic foam which is nice but it sort of ends up quickly separating still yeah. so we have not. Mm-hmm. We have not mastered the alcoholic egg. Yeah, sure. I mean, those—that's you know, alcohol
0: yeah. and dairy don't really mix so no. hot. It's yeah. a curdle zone. Yeah, it's hard. All the Xanthem in the world won't help you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, all you can really do, yeah, like a mudslide, right? Uh-huh. But that's I mean, just blended. That's I just, do like me a, a white Russian. That's a very different. That's a very right. different thing.
2: Mm, white Russian. Well, we tried. Right we tried a shaken version, but it was yeah. kind of gross.
1: Well, I would imagine after trying things, there also. The standards are there at a place where it's like you could probably put something out, but it you know, compared mm-hmm. to everything else going on, you're like, nah, it's not really kind of like what we're doing.
0: Yeah, well, you're only as strong as your weakest drink, baby. Right. Let's talk about matzo ball soup. I did not oh, try yeah. the matzo ball soup, but it is a popular one that's served in a. Tinted corningware glass bowl yes. that you would see from the late seventies and early eighties, which is a great touch.
1: Yeah, it's not and it's the menu says two or four. Yeah. This is not a single serving matzo. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I assume that you make matzo ball soup with in the traditions of normal matzo ball soup, but you gotta do some kind of wild shit to it. Maybe not. What we- makes your matzo ball soup different than the others? Other than Is it
1: schmaltz in the matzo? Uh, Sm- we do.
0: We use schmaltz in the in the soup as like
2: before we serve it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a smaller ball. We do a smaller ball. We do a tiny. There are about like maybe a dozen of them per per bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I
2: like that. Super light, super airy.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it dill forward? Tell me, it's dill forward. It's.
1: I like a dill forward. We, so instead bowl.
0: of cooking with dill,
2: we actually steep the soup in dill, mm-hmm. like almost like like a tea or something, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a bouquet garni. Sorry, a bouquet garnier,
2: right,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and um somebody had to say it so it's not I wouldn't say it's like it's completely overpowering dill yeah. wise but it's it's definitely present. I think that dill is essential for a good a good yeah. chicken soup. The mm-hmm. idea of like a Jewish chicken soup without dill seems blasphemous to me, but
0: mm-hmm. I agree, yeah, agree, so small balls steep in the dill, yeah. What about ve- no noodles? The
2: stock is, is both, uh, so it's chicken, chicken backs, and turkey wings. So it's, the turkey makes it a little bit more fortified.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wings
1: smoked? No. no
0: nope. okay. And you don't have anything else on the menu that's turkey? Mm, no. So you buy turkey wings just, just to fortify the Montserrat. Just These are the little things that make the difference, my friend. Well, we should, we should have something with turkey. That would be smart. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I mean, in that, that, yeah, quickly, it just goes back to there's not a lot of, like, you make pastrami, right? Yeah. But there's just a Reuben on the menu. And I guess it's right. a small appetizer pastrami platter.
2: Yeah, which is... It's just the same. It's the idea, like, if you don't want a whole sandwich and
1: instead you want to try... Some bread, some pickles. Some bread,
2: pickles, sauerkraut, because we make the sauerkraut in-house too. But Um, there
1: are not 17 things with pastrami on the menu. It's like there's not a lot of crossover. There's not a lot of reuse ingredients. And it goes back to us talking about high food costs. And it's also like, here's our pastrami... Blitzer snack, and here's our pastrami <laughs> chips, and here's our... You know, it's like right. you got two things, and right. that... Here's our chopped liver, crunch tata, queso. Yeah, it's like they're... You know, you're you're taking a month or weeks out to make one dish. You're buying an incredibly expensive piece of protein to begin with, and you're serving one dish with it, basically.
0: Mm. And Let's talk about like, that mutton now. That mutton.
1: God, the only other place that I... I love mutton, but um, the Belcampo, I don't know if... It's oh, do been a little while, it? but Belcampo had a mutton chop that I thought was at the restaurant absolutely restaurant incredible in at the restaurant in Santa oh, Monica. Really? It was a really um, good one. Incredible. Awesome. So I was excited to try the mutton last night. So, mutton, you explain to them.
0: mutton what, what, what mutton is for our listeners at home who don't know. Mutton is older, older. It's the old lamb. guy. Right. It's like,
2: I think it's two, is it minimum two years? I think that might be it. I so, I wanted to is make
0: old. mutton a sheep? Mutton yes. is sheep, yeah. Sheep meat. Sheep meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's so, distinct.
1: It's not it's not necessarily nuanced. It's very distinct, like what people call mutton and what they yeah. don't. exactly sure. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know the exact it's got a little game, it's got a
0: little funk to it. Little it's funk. got a little chew to it. You usually gotta cook it's kinda slower, brazy kind of thing.
2: We do it on the grill, actually. We do it like a chop. So it's it's yeah. sort of an homage to, to Keene's steakhouse in New York. Okay. And the idea of like you know, because part partly, I also see like yes, I see Friedman's as a, a deli. I think also at night, I see Friedman's as kind of like a Jewish steakhouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I like
0: that term. That's sick.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a Jewish steakhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, suck on that APL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, you know, we were because we looked at like like Moishas in in Montreal. They're they're like the Jewish steakhouse there. Yeah, um, it's great. Again, it's like this place with incredible history and. You know, your waiters who've been there for 40 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Love that. Anyway, so so we wanted to kind of tip our hat to to that kind of thing. And also, I mean, just like I really don't know other than, I didn't even know about Belcampo, but other than that, I don't I don't really know where you find mutton.
1: In, it's not, yeah, it's really hard to find. They, yeah. might,
0: they, they can definitely not have it on the menu anymore still. Right. So you do it as a chop. We do it as a chop. We buy the animal. What part whole. of the mutton
2: is it? Uh, the shoulder—it's a shoulder chop. Okay. Um, but it also changes because we buy because we buy the animal whole, so we kind of use um, we like use what we what we get. So sometimes you'll get like a whole shoulder chop, and sometimes you'll get like one or two pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always it's marinated in uh, anchovies, so it's not only is it aged, but it's like extra kind of funky because mm-hmm. of that. Double um, down on the funk. Yeah. I, the well the the nice thing is the meat itself like the is i don't find super gamey and I feel mm-hmm. like i have i'm like sensitive to to aged age steaks mm-hmm. and, and i don't i find it completely sort of palatable that way right. um and then we serve it just grilled and uh anch- crossed anchovies on top
0: Mm-hmm. that's it
2: with you know house made mint jelly and uh, like roasted garlic and a lemon. Yeah.
1: Yum, yum. Yeah. Is it, has it been hard? I mean, I guess the restaurant's still so new, but did you experience difficulty finding cooks that wanted to sign on to making this type of cuisine? Because, I mean, and it, I guess that's hard to say because you're doing something interesting and elevated, but right. I was just thinking of just things involved in opening your place, and it's kind of like, I want to do a Jewish deli, and I feel like. Young, hungry chefs coming out—you know, wherever they're training or wherever they're staging, or whatever they're doing—I mean, it may not be high on the list of the kind of food they want to jump into making right away. It, well, Liz, Liz helped with
2: that. Okay, our head chef. Okay, because she had, you know, she had and some, I
1: could be wrong. Yeah. This is a question.
2: She, de- I mean, she definitely helped with in terms of attracting attracting cooks that were excited to yeah. to be working. At Friedman's, because she gave it some notoriety that way. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that 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 was great, right? Um, but I think that also people like once they once they came in, it was all all about sort of giving us giving us a chance. Sure. You know, and once once they come in and they see kind of how things how things operate and even just what the space looks like, they realize that it's not you know it's not your typical Jewish deli. Sure. And obviously when you're, you know, when you're posting about jobs and whatnot, you, you, you sort of, you, you know, you try to be as faithful as possible to, like, what the the atmosphere and environment mm-hmm. and menu looks like. And so, you know, it was never really described as, like, oh, we're opening this Jewish deli. Right. Um, which was was, was helpful. Um, there's obviously still, like, you know, we, we get people who come in and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm really, like, I you know, I know how to make pastrami and I know how to do all the brines and, you know, smoke it. And like, I was working at this, you know, sort of fast casual restaurant that, you know, did a bunch of pastrami and that's helpful. Absolutely. Because we need, you know, we do need prep that way, but that's also not the majority of what we yeah, do specifics yeah. so it's i mean but in terms of like getting staff and getting people on board it it's not hard i think honestly it's it's more la right now i think is is pretty hard to find it's just cooks. a difficult thing period yeah i mean yeah. that's
1: the that's the consensus we hear yeah. from everybody yeah. in the back of the house is that it's just really hard to find cooks it is
2: yeah like committed cooks who will stay on Longer than two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who yeah. <laughs> yeah, will go work across the street for a dollar more an hour without right. any notice? Right. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's it's tough, and I mean, especially as like like you're talking about, we're we're a small like we're, we're not a big restaurant group. We don't have right. you know crazy backing, and we don't have insane amounts of money to to pay people. Um, so at some point, you expect that there is this sacrifice for you know. A work environment that you love and excites you, and you know a wage that is livable and reasonable.
1: So have your parents been out to eat? Have, they you, have been. Are your, yeah. are your grandparents alive? Have they have they made the trek? Or they no, they
2: both um, can't really travel. Yeah, so one, two of them are actually all four are alive still. Oh, nice. Two of them are in Toronto, and two of them are in Boca. Okay.
1: Oh
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Brand. I'm Brand. Yeah. Um, back to the wage part. When you were opening, were yeah. you? wrestling with the idea of going gratuity included? We were, but we felt that
2: we really like to think of our, ourselves as a neighborhood spot, which is actually why we didn't take reservations when we opened. We now do because it's become a little bit more destination-based. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're like, I get it. When you're sitting 45 minutes in traffic, you want to get to a restaurant and know that you have a table. Mm-hmm. So we've were. You want now, to get
0: that Resi email the next morning? Exactly. How was that shit? One yeah. star.
2: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so we you know, we, we ended up being on Resi, but but part of the reason we um that that was sort of, you know, we started off not taking reservations because we sort of fancied ourselves in neighborhood restaurant. we mm-hmm. still do. And I think that's that's part of the no the no tipping uh or or accepting tips and mm-hmm. you know, no autograt. I also just like we, we try to deliver an, an amazing experience every time. Am I 100% confident that that's going to happen every time? No, and I think it's a little crazy when people are. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, yeah, I deserve you know, 20% because like, this is going to blow your mind. And then it's it an awkward always- conversation when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it's, it's either you sort of begr- begrudgingly just sign this check... Mm-hmm. Or you actually talk to someone about
1: it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just throw free cheesecake slices at the problem and hope it's right. all going to work out, right? Is there anything that sticks Sometimes out?
1: You can. Your, <laughs> is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Uh, for me. And maybe there's nothing that you were really surprised about, and um, an item on the menu or a dish that didn't work or a response to something, or or has it gone pretty well? I guess. I think, I think it's gone f- pretty,
2: yeah, like, pretty smoothly. So there's nothing the, like I we mean, did
1: this, and the response was very underwhelming. I orally. think there are still like I think
2: ninety, you know, I think ninety like five percent of our menu is is where it should be. Yeah, I think there's still like we don't have a ton of vegan options. Yeah, which you know I don't. I don't want to be like a vegan restaurant, but I also think that it's really stupid to not have anything to offer. You know, we Mm -hmm. get, we get, we get tables of, you know, tables of five that just walk in and of the five, one of them is a vegan and all five leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, at, at some point it's just, it's just a little silly that you don't have something to offer. Sure. You know, at least one thing, one like main thing to offer everyone. Yeah. Um, we used to do the vegan Reuben, uh-huh. and I think we're going to bring that back kind of permanently, which will be nice.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Impossible matzo ball soup, baby.
1: Impossible matzo ball soup. God damn it, no. <laughs>
0: um,
2: last... No, I, I don't want to get kitschy with it. Right. Um, the, the Reuben is nice because you can, you can kind of treat um, – mushrooms have you – know, like you can sort of smoke them and treat them like you would pastrami. Right. And then it ends up. Yeah, I've seen
0: a lot of places yeah. have good success with vegan Rubens, for right. sure. There's a lot for it to hide behind. Exactly. There's a lot of flavor going on in one dish. Mm-hmm. And...
2: I think that can be like a really successful option. That
0: yeah, way. that dressing yeah, and that kraut yeah. You know, it's, you can put anything in there, and, and it's yeah. going to taste like a Reuben. Exactly. Yeah. Um, lastly, since you've only been in LA for a little bit, but you seem to know your stuff. What are some uh, what have become your favorite LA restaurants outside of Friedman's oh. for visiting? <laughs> um, <laughs> and don't be that guy who says you don't like any of them. I know I do. I, don't Curtis stone me. I'm I'm not going to Curtis stone you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what, well, like, so I actually, I actually eat at, uh, I get Houston's a good amount, Hell which is, yeah. a, uh, is amazing. Houston's amazing. is great. Yes.
1: Which and one? Same. The one in Pasadena. Pasadena. Okay.
0: A pillar of service, I would say.
1: A pillar of service. The probably, star of consistency probably, probably, in the restaurant group.
2: unbelievable.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. We've talked no. about it. A, a lot of, yeah.
0: a lot of people have said the same thing.
2: Yeah. It's. Um, I know Andrew Knowlton wrote that article for Bon App like yeah a little while ago. The it's, mystery
1: of the family. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. George Beale. Exactly. It's. Um, yeah, that's. It's crazy. And every time I go, it's just you're noticing something else that they're doing right. And I think especially as you, you know, as you get into it, into it more yourself, and you're more immersed in that, you're like, mm-hmm. holy how do they do this every single time? Things
1: impress impress you differently as you start to be involved a little bit more here and there. Yeah, for sure. The there's a Mexican, there's a Mexican wing of the Hillstone Group. Bandera, Bandera. I've never. But gotten Bandera, to Trump.
2: it's there's one in Chicago. and yeah. It was called Bandera, and it was the identical menu to Houston. Oh, it <laughs> wasn't the food wasn't different. No. It was just
1: called Bandera. Yeah, okay, yes, that makes yeah. cilantro yeah. instead yeah. of parsley. <laughs> yeah. That makes not complete sense. There's a
0: Bandera in Century City. I haven't been there. Okay. Oh, is there? But Nicole Rucker spoke highly of it. I believe. Oh, great. Yeah. That's not. That's So on you're my a way. Houston's boy. What about taco I'm a Houston's trucks? Boy.
2: Taco Trucks uh, Taco Zone has got to be. I That's mean, the right answer. Yeah. That's a trick question yeah. and that
1: is the correct answer. Swadero. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Swadero.
0: Good answer. Swadero Molita. I think yes. yeah. 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 Taco ah, Zone car.
1: hands down my favorite
2: taco truck in all of LA. Okay. okay. It's very delicious. It's open very late, which is nice. Yeah. It's on my way home. Yeah, it's close to you. It's a good. It's all the things kind of align with When we taco talked Zone. about this
1: recently <laughs> they just added tortas to the menu which are oh, really yeah, I would recruiter. love it if they would
2: take Venmo. Yeah, that would. Yeah, be, Venmo. Venmo.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, but you know, when when the taco trucks start taking Venmo, it's gonna be a yeah. No, it's true. You know, we, I still like I still like them being cash. I guess. How do
2: you how do you do you go to the bank? Do you like seek cash? <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess I, the only time. I Really get cash is when I go to the farmer's market on Sundays. Okay, I'll go and hit the ATM and, okay. get, and get money out for that.
2: So that's how you have taco, taco, yes,
0: yeah, okay. or just like a lot, or like you go there with a group of people, and you know, whoever has the cash will pay for it, and then you okay. Venmo them or something like that, right? But I mean, yeah, we are quickly moving into a cashless society, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A, I, I just always. I try to have always a hundred
1: bucks cash in a money clip. Wow, I'm old school that way. I don't yeah, like a, lot people, the house I know a lot of people. I people are like that. Really, and,
0: I, and it's also been a hard adjustment for me because I I've grown up DJing mm-hmm. for a living all through my 20s, and back back then it was mostly all cash. Right. So I would always have cash on me. Okay. And I never had to think about it. And then as kind of things went on and progressed or re- degressed, as you could you could think about it as well. You know, it just turned into more of a you know wire. Check, Venmo, or right. PayPal right. system, yeah. you know, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I, I also guess.
1: stash, yeah, not a lot, but I always have like 50 bucks in my car, too. Oh, on, nice. In both my cars. Like, I stash money in, in, at times when I'm like, if I ever, like, I hate not having it when I want it. Right.
0: Well, Jonah and I don't really have a Coke problem like you. That's true.
1: <laughs> That's true. Hey, man. I never know when I'm going to see my guy. <laughs> it's not a problem as long as you're doing it, right, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, thanks for doing this pod. Yeah, God bless absolutely. you. I appreciate you taking the thanks time. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, you can check out Friedman's F R E E D M A N, not I E. Um, they're on the gram. Check it out. They're on the gram. Check out that pastrami crunch wrap Going for brunch. They need the. They don't need any more help for brunch. But uh, going for dinner, maybe you'll see Johnson Gold. Maybe you'll see me there. Maybe you'll see Andre there. Hope so. Uh, anything on the horizon you want to plug, new shit going on, or you just go to work all day and then you go to Taco Zone and go to sleep? That's been it for the <laughs>
2: <laughs> What do we do? Oh, we're, we're working. We're building up to Arroyo Seco. We're, we're going to be at Arroyo Seco. Oh, you all are. Right. I might yeah. be going to that.
0: Oh, sick. Mm-hmm. We we'll we'll will that. have
2: the pastrami crunch wrap there. That's, a, that's a good idea. It'll yeah.
0: yeah. be a lot of... Stoned yeah. white people in their forties, yeah. losing their shit. To I that hope Pacific so. <laughs> <up there. laughs> uh, and uh, and I guess I guess that's it. You can go to the yeah. two for all the other episodes. You can follow me on social media at them jeans. Undercarbure has no social media. Jonah has. I guess you just have you I just have hide behind bins. your restaurant. I just account, hide behind free bins, Yeah. What's worse? Yeah. Thank you for doing this, Jonah. Thanks, Jonah. Thank you. Bye.